Hey guys, James Corbett here with a quick message and a longer message today. The quick message is that the Corbett Report is backed up on IPFS, thanks to Ernie Hancock of Declare Your Independence slash freedomsphoenix.com and Derek Slopey of agoristhosting.com. And you will notice if you go to the sidebar of CorbettReport.com, there is now a link for Corbett Report on IPFS. If you click there, you will see the Corbett Report. Wait, wasn't I just on the Corbett Report? Oh, yes, you were on Corbett Report hosted by my web server over the regular interwebs. But this is Corbett Report via IPFS, the Interplanetary File System, a distributed peer-to-peer network that is now hosting and backing up all of the Corbett Report content. So I would humbly recommend and suggest that if you are concerned about the raging fire in the Library of Alexandria, that you go to this IPFS link on the sidebar of CorbettReport.com and you will get the IPFS link for the Corbett Report. Now, what will this do for you? I suppose if you can reach my regular material regularly, then there's no particular reason why you'd want to go with IPFS. It may even be a little bit slower than the regular web, so you don't need it for your everyday browsing habits. But I do want you to check it out, test it out, and bookmark that link on the sidebar, because if CorbettReport.com ever goes down for whatever reason, if they lock me away or if the Corbett Report domain name gets seized or anything of that sort, the IPFS will be there forever and always, as long as there are people out there who are hosting and seeding it. And I will, in the coming weeks and months, hopefully have more educational opportunities for people out there who want to help to host and seed this information and make sure that it does propagate forever and always. But in the meantime, as I say, check out Corbett Report on IPFS. Click that link on the sidebar. Check it out. Bookmark that link. And keep it up your sleeve for if and when the Corbett Report ever disappears, if I ever get engulfed by the raging fire in the Library of Alexandria. That's the short version of today's message. The longer version is a little conversation that we just had uh, between myself, Ernest Hancock, and Derek Slopey on Ernest's program, Declare Your Independence, which I'm on every Thursday, every Wednesday slash Thursday, depending what side of the dateline you're on. I'll ask you to check that out. I'll put the link, obviously, to Declare Your Independence and to Freedoms Phoenix in the show notes for today's conversation. But without further ado, let's get into some of the more of the details for people who don't know IPFS and its importance. Welcome to another episode of Declare Your Independence with James Corbett. And we'll get over here, man. You know, uh, what we're going to add uh, Derek Slopey from agoristhosting.com. Derek is our IT guy genius that is fixed like everything. And um, uh, James wanted to make sure he was involved in the conversation. He had some questions and so on. So we're going to go ahead and make sure that... Uh, uh, but I, I did want to give James an opportunity, you know, if he wanted to, the uh, vice presidential debate is on. Did you want to talk about? <laughs> no? 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 All right. Well, I'll close. Uh, uh, you're such a kidder, Ernie. All right. Uh, <laughs> let me explain from my office. I'm going to be posting this on my site and they may not know. Yes, I am on with Ernie every single, well, Thursday my time, Wednesday your time. I don't know. It's usually posted right. up Wednesday night, right? Anyway. Every week we have this conversation. So people on my site who don't know about that, you can always tune into uh, Declare Your Independence for that. And this time specifically, I want to interview you guys because a lot of my audience does not know um, because I haven't really, I mean, we did have one announcement, but I haven't really pushed it yet. But most of my audience does not know that the Corbett Report is completely backed up on IPFS, which is a big deal. 
Um, but I imagine a lot of my audience probably doesn't even know what IPFS is. That's why I want Derek involved in this conversation to explain it for the layman. What is IPFS? Why is this important? Right now? Go um, for it. Floor well, IPFS, it's just a, uh, it's, it's kind of a decentralized storage place. It's semi-centralized, but uh, it works a lot like Bitcoin does in that it's a bunch of nodes that talk to each other that find the information you're looking for based on kind of a magic number, like a Bitcoin address is kind of a magic number. Um, the uh, IPFS address of any file is, a, is generated from the content of the file. So it's guaranteed to be, it's guaranteed to point at what you expect it to point at. It can't be, uh, can't be monkeyed with. Exactly. So and, if, you, uh, if you alter the file, it'll have a different hash. So it'll point to something. Right, right. Essentially a different file name. Yeah. So, um, and, and that also allows deduplication. So a lot of people, on, uh, <clears throat> a lot of people will have on Ernie's site. Um, he puts up different images for different articles. But on a regular file system, when you put up an image in a folder, it, each one of those copies of the same file uses space. And uh, IPFS deduplicates that. So it only keeps one copy of any particular file on the network. Exactly. Because you only need one, one copy of it. There's multiple copies of it. Right. But they're all, yeah, they're all treated the same. So the more active a particular file is, the more copies of it there are out there. Okay. So it kind of, uh, now, from the shows. layman's point, what happened is about... I don't know, three or four years ago, we've been talking about the immutable, you know, uh, storage of data that was available to any and everybody. And what really got me is um, uh, when my youngest grandson was born, my daughter took a one of those 3D sonogram, whatever. It's almost like taking a picture. I mean, it's amazing how detailed it is. And she sent it on Facebook to all the family and everything. And I'm going, what the hell? I go, he's already facial recognition. He ain't been born yet, you know? And they own, you know, the data and, 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 and. I go, there has to be, you know, a better way. Plus, all we knew all the censoring and stuff was coming. So we have uh, pirateswithoutborders.com, the site that, you know, Derek did that also. And Davi Barker did the artwork. And the concept is the decentralization of everything. And certainly the data, all your videos, our videos, and so on that goes up there that will always be available. When they started censoring your century of enslavement was the reason that we got, you know, all animated about making sure all your stuff was saved, that it couldn't be censored and deleted. The ideal is, is that if we can take data, ones and zeros in whatever format, video, audio, text or something, pictures, JPEG, we put it over in a file, and it creates a hash that, as long as you know that hash, that address, well, then you're always able to access it as long as that data is there. Well, you pin the file on a server that you control underneath your desk and Raspberry Pi with an external drive on a server, whatever, and the, the protocol, anybody that requests that data, it caches it, it copies it on a node I think it's geographically closest to them or pin speed or something like that. How does I'm not, I mean, I'm not the guy to ask the technical details about IPFS too. Uh, you know, I've been working with it for a while, but I haven't, 
I'm a programmer, but I just haven't delved into. Yeah, I think I, I think it's a uh, it goes geographically closest to them. It's fastest speed and whatever nodes near them. And there's tens of thousands, not hundreds of thousands. I heard him even say a million or something. It's some ridiculous number, but it's uh, they have all these different nodes. And when a popular video such as yours goes up, and a lot of people access it, it has many multiple copies. Now, it may be cached only for a day, a week, a month, or something. And then, of course, some people get everything James Corbett. So it's there forever and always. But, uh, you know, Derek hates when I say that. It's there forever. And he goes, well. Yeah. Well, I mean, James', is, James is site, James, your site has like 6,300 pages in it. And um, all of those pages, if they're bigger than a certain size and graphics and videos, all get split split up into individual pieces in the IPFS network. I think it's like 4K slices. If you're familiar with BitTorrent, how BitTorrent does slices, yep. um, it's the same It's the same principle. It's, it's really this, a lot of the same programming yep. behind IPFS that uh, is in BitTorrent, came from right. BitTorrent. That was what my was next like, question, actually. How is this different than BitTorrent? Is there is there a defining difference, or is it just basically the same principle? Um, it's... It's pretty similar, but it, it, it's fleshed out a little bit better. Um, yeah, BitTorrent, you can't just, uh, there's, there's directory structures in, uh, I, so your, your, your uh, website as, as it is on IPFS is like a single directory. There's a single hash for the top level in it, it which contains files and other folders, which contains files and other folders. So there's dimensions to it where Bit, BitTorrent is really just designed for single files. Um, it's very similar to BitTorrent. A lot of the code is, a lot of the uh, principles are the same in how it works. But but the, the main thing, you know, from my standpoint, not being a geek, you know, as I was looking for it being to where it wasn't centrally controlled. If we're going to have data, it needs to be to where, yeah, of course I want my copy and I'd like to have it somewhere where anybody else can, can get it or I can get it from anywhere in the world, you know, but... Um, then it replicates and other people can have copy and then they serve. Exactly. You know? yeah. So, so when that uh, became clear to me that that could even be done because it became part of Filecoin, the idea was, was that they were going to be able, like MadeSafe was something we were excited about for years. And I could see that this was going to take off. And of course they raised a bunch of money within like hours. I mean, they maxed out. It, you know, this is obviously popular. And I was popularizing this as much as I could there by going, God, don't you guys see the need for this? You know, they're well, there's YouTube and there's the other. I go, yeah, well, bit shoot. I'm going, oh, bit shoot's just gonna get another collective's gonna get bought up by what the answer is always yes, it's just how much you know they sell out for. So I I if it's something that's not the way Derek puts it, as you say, it has to be a protocol. Explain that. A protocol instead of yeah. So we've been talking about how to do IPFS search, and and there's different sites that will do IPFS search. They run IPFS servers, and they kind of watch the IPFS traffic, and they can read files, and they gather keywords, and they keep it on the database and their website. And that's a service that somebody's providing. But the protocol is how do we publish information into IPFS, like relevant keywords and tags. And HTML has this, and and other things have this, where you your HTML description tag. This, this was more relevant back in the early days of search engines. It, and that's a protocol. It's everybody's going to do it this way. And, um, and any person can implement a service based on that protocol instead of every service kind of rolling their own 
rolling right. their own tags, rolling their own. Data. So let's <laughs> let's keep this dumbed down as possible. People know if they want to go to the Corbett Report, www.corbettreport.com into your browser bar, and there it is. But that's yeah. not how IPFS yeah. works. How does IPFS work? What do people do to access a site like Corbett? Well, well, before we get to that, I want to make a point. When somebody says, you know, you get a domain, you're getting a number that's assigned by they, them, those. They want to shut it off. They're going to shut it off. Yeah. That, they haven't got to that point yet. Yeah. That's common, yeah. you know. So I'm just like, I need to have access to data that I have that hash, I can get it. Right. If I got ones and zero download up in the kind of the egg and suck it. Because right. It's let's always let's take a moment to explain that. When people type in www.corbettreport.com, they are typing in the alphanumeric address that corresponds to an actual server number, which most people don't right. know, 77.235.whatever, whatever. That it hopefully goes and looks up. Right. Looks Hopefully, up that name I'll put a, that in the show notes for this, actually, for the actual server number. So if if they ever take yeah. down the domain name, you could still get to my server. But that's, I mean, yeah. most people won't even take that step. So <laughs> how much move, are they going to actually can, take the step of going to IPFS? Right. But you can move your server to another IP and, that, and then you go and update the DNS entry, which is the, kind of a directory entry, like a telephone book. And, and the, the domain name will then point to that new IP address. So there's a second level to IP, IPFS, which is IPNS, which is the interplanetary naming system, which allows you to cryptographically sign a message and send it out into the IPFS, out to the IPFS nodes that says this, uh, this magic number um, is going to point at, at this fi- file or directory hash. So every time I update Corva report, the the the, uh, the hash changes the hash of the directory because the hash of the directory is to derive from every file in that whole folder tree, um, and it's unique. It uniquely identifies, change one bit in any of those six thousand files, and that made that uh, hash changes. So, but we have a we have a, I have an encryption key that I've established for the Corbett report that I use to publish that. Every time I do the update, I publish that hash to that cryptographic key, which is unchanging. So you have IP, and if you go to Ernie's site, I don't know if you have it on Corbett Report, um, it's, you know, IPNS slash this long annoying thing that never changes. But what you can do is you can take that thing and you can put it in the DNS so that it becomes discoverable just using the domain name. Right. Um, or right. you can publish it in another place. You can publish on the Bitcoin blockchain and the Namecoin blockchain. Right. Um, there's a there's Ethereum uh, directory lookups. Yeah, we're getting geeky, man. Well, you no, know, but it this, is important. This, and I will uh, actually put a static link up on the sidebar of CorbettReport.com to CorbettReport on IPFS. It will be that IPNS uh, address that will never change. That's that's the address yeah. that people will use. So you can go there. You can, yeah. at the very least, bookmark it. And I would say click around a little because it's going to look a little bit different. It's formatted differently because some of the HTML doesn't co- copy over properly and the yeah, marks yeah. end up being squiggly. I'm amazed it's as much as like the site. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is really incredible. And the best part, yeah, that, that data isn't sitting on my Corbett Report server. It is out there. And obviously out you're hosting and seeding it yeah. for the most part. But eventually... Yeah. Well, Initially, it was slow, and I think that right. enough people are using it now that it's pretty snappy now. When you go to yes. IPNS, yeah, exactly, snappy, yeah. exactly, and that's that's why I wasn't pushing it too hard at first. I didn't want people to overwhelm it, but actually, it is really running. No, you now. need them to overwhelm it. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. You know, so eventually, what I'm going to be doing is selling the Corbett Report archive as a little server that will be good to go that people can 
uh, start hosting their own seed of this yeah, information yeah. and make it fast. Well, this is something that we designed. We had um, some listeners, supporters in our Telegram and, you know, people that listen to the show and everything. They have some skills. Once we started doing this, they go, well, heck, I can write this code and do this and scrape that and so on. That's how we got all the YouTubes for a lot of people. We are change. uh um, uh, press for truth, world alternative media, conscientious resistance, you, you know, they went in. So I can do that code and, and it wiped it all, you know, swiped it all in and put it into IPFS. Well, the, there's what we planned on doing, you know, before I, I, I left and I still got, you know, the raspberry, you know, another project, like I, you know, need another project, but um, it's, you get a raspberry Pi and now the Raspberry Pi three plus or four, or whatever they call it now, heck it's freaking was a laptop five years ago. I mean, you know, it, it, it's amazing the power of these. And, and that's what they've been using, you know, for a lot of the IPFS is just some old laptop they got in a closet. It didn't take that much, but we wanted to make it simple. So it's $35 for the Raspberry Pi. You get uh, an external drive, two terabytes. They give away his door prizes now. I mean, you know, have a two terabyte, you know, drive and it, you're done. You know, I mean, that's the point. You know, it's pirate communication. See, we've, I've always been, God, at least five, 10 years ahead of whatever. I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years and it's always, you know, crazy Ernie being crazy again. And five years later, they're going, oh, now I see what, because, you know, if you, if you know what they're going to be doing, the people that you describe and their motivations and your documentaries, well, you can, you can see the trajectory, what they're going to, if they can, they are going to stop the sharing of this kind of information. So IPFS provided, the, the problem was, is that the monetization of it was, and this is their mindset, we pay people for the data that they store for having these files pinned on a server. You pay for that service. We've had people even contact. We've had talks with people in the, you know, uh, the uh, Far East, and they're going, oh, yeah, we could do this, and we could do this, and we could do this, and I'll be a gazillion dollars, and I go, or I can buy a pie and do it myself. So the um, – uh, But it is important that those <coughs> services are available for people who don't want to manage their own IPFS. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it's there, but I'm not – for what they're talking, the cost, hell, I buy a new server. I mean, you know, I, so it, it's good that this technology is there. The thing is, is that when you get that information, if you pay people for storing it and they got proof of storage or whatever, you know, they can get paid in crypto. That's just kind of the Filecoin thing. And then you get paid for the dissemination of the data. You know, how many ones and zeros did you transmit? Well, the problem is what it always is. You got some robot saying, I made a bunch, now pay me. You know, and it didn't actually work. They go, we can't get it fixed. It's not going, wait, 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 time out. But you're saying the protocol works. I can, you know, store it, but you're not going to get paid. I go, you know how much I pay for that service? And I can just buy it and do it myself and Derek do it? Hell, I'll pay him. I mean, you know, I'm, you know, woo, two thumbs up, family, good fun. We're on it. Well, we had talked about this for years. And then when it started getting, you know, and Derek, when the snow flies and the ice comes and he's got nothing else to do, you know, he's, you know, decides that, you know, he'll work on this stuff. And he got excited about it when we started doing Pirates Without Borders because he wanted to develop a site that was made for doing it. Well, of course, we wanted to include you not only as a good example, but you were being attacked. You know, for, I mean, a lot of people have a lot of stuff, but then, you know, century of enslavement, you put in Federal Reserve, it comes up everywhere until it doesn't. So we're going, yeah, what well, comes up now, 
you know? And well, actually, movie- that was the other thing I wanted to hit. And I know, Derek, you've got a billion things to do, so I'll let you go after this. But I want you to address IPFS search, because that is a, that is a huge piece of this puzzle that at this point is not in the puzzle, right? Right. So, so I had some ideas for IPFS search uh, back in the spring when the summer was coming on, and I had all kinds of other things to do, and I just wasn't ready to get involved in it. But I'd been thinking about it a lot. And then we had a guy on the show. Uh, Josh, Josh Wiley, Wiley. Josh yeah. Wiley. and um, he's been right into this. He was he's working on putting MP3s on the blockchain on the Bitcoin SV blockchain. But like the whole, he'll compress it down to ten megabytes. And he can put a whole podcast on the blockchain. This was his thing. But we got talking about IPFS and IPFS search because that's all he wants to talk about. <laughs> and um, and uh, Josh said that he pointed me to a few different places where people were implementing protocols in which those things can be tagged in a standardized way. So over this summer, while I was off, you know, gardening, um, people have been working on this. So I think that by the time I get back into this in a month or so, and I've got a lot of plans um, for stuff that I want to work on this winter, but a lot of this stuff has been developed. So people have, people have written, you know, written protocols and described how to, how to uh, at least tag these things properly. So there's, there's a lot of people working on it. And I, I, Need to connect with them. You know, the, the one thing happening. that these guys, and it was a young man that I met, you know, God, years, eight years ago or something. He was 22 then at Porkfest. You know, a lot of these guys, they, get, they don't understand uh, the IT people, the coders, how much of an asset to freedom they can be. The, the problem is, is that they're, uh, you go to these different conferences and you'll see that the eight geeks sitting on the floor in the corner on their $4,000 laptop, you know, hammering away. And the venture capitalists came there to find them, you know? So we give them copies of the letters of Captain Mark. And I'm going, look, man, see that guy over there? He's going to come over and hijack you and offer you, you know, hookers and BMWs or whatever, you know, and uh, get you to code for him. I go, leave the back door for freedom here. And here's some philosophy to understand, you know, why, you know, damn, you know, quit enslaving us. I don't need another blockchain link in the chain to the crown. I mean, you know, I, I need to be free. So it's a philosophical thing. And with uh, presentations like yours and mine, and you know, we, we go around these different things, you emphasize this and I complain enough, well, then it starts to happen. You know, I, I bring it up. You're like, you know, Derek says, right? He's all oh, IPFS search. Damn skippy I am because I know that's what's going to change everything. When you have IPFS search, which we can, it's just, you know, and, time, and I don't get all nutted up about it because it always seems that if we wait just a little while, stuff happens. Other people come in, they got new ideas and it's, you know, a lot less work that you have. You're just patient. And then all of a sudden it gels. Well, when we had this uh, talk with this gentleman, this young man, he's like, I'm like 29 now or something. And uh, we found out we had a lot of common friends and so on. And they're always looking for the monetization. That's where, that's the deal killer. Always say, well, I can't monetize it. How can I do this? How can I do that? I'm trying to argue from a content provider, it's worth money to me. See, they want a dollar from every, you know, 50 cents from everybody that views it. I go, hell, I pay for it to be accessible and not to worry about it. There's definitely two sides to it. One is the people that like, I have a lot of code that I want to never lose, right? I'm keeping it on a server and the other one. Well, if that server goes bunk and the, the backup drive is connected, there's a power surge. I could lose all that stuff, program, you know, software that I wrote in the 90s, I could lose. I'd love to have like the real cloud 
where it goes out into IPFS and it saves it. I'd pay for that. You know, right. I mean, it would be there'd be a market. It would be a market price. I'm sure it'd be very affordable. With the, yeah. the price of you know storage is so low. But there's the other side, and that's what Filecoin was. That's what storage was, and made safe was going to do. It's a way for you know I've got some extra hard drive space, and I've, this other guy's got some stuff that he's to save, and you put those two together and do it all decentralized on the blockchain, and and that hasn't come to fruition in May. But that's only one side of it. The other side of it is that people that are willing to, you know, earn it or, or, you know, we just want to be able to save something somewhere. You know, we don't, uh, it's. Yeah, but it I also, want the corporate report you know, archives to be up forever and always for everyone at any time. And that's right. a service people, I would pay for. Ah, you're welcome. It yeah, already. thank you. <laughs> but, but not just you, right? I mean, the reason we want it is because because you're very good. I mean, you've got all your files on your web server. You do great with taking care of your content and making sure that you have it but only you have it, right? If something happens to you, it's gone. So it's not just that you want it, that's great, but we yeah. want it too. We yeah, exactly. There are There is an interest in this. Well, the, I think the last thing we have to address is the word censorship proof? No, no, no. Censorship resistant? Because there will be the people in the audience who say, yeah, but when the gigantic EMP strikes go off all across the planet and every electronic device on the planet is wiped out and all electricity stops and we're living like Mad Max in the woods scraping bugs and rainwater out to try to survive yeah. there won't be any ipfs then will there huh mr smart guy right. so it's uh, not maybe so we should probably <laughs> take your films and put them on eight millimeter film <laughs> put them in a, put them in the ground somewhere <laughs> i always like that that's always the final line it's like well if the entire world explodes if there's a black hole that opens up and swallows the earth it'll be gone then won't it mr smart guy uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe that's right well, a physicist, <laughs> maybe the physicist would say no it'll still be there <laughs> you know, there's one thing that uh, Josh was talking about Friday, we did a show, and uh, they're talking about actually putting all the data on blockchains. And I always wondered that too. I'm going, what the heck, you got a one megabyte block and you're putting a four gig movie on the block? How the hell are you doing that? Well, I was doing 10 megabyte blocks and not on Bitcoin, but well, no, uh, the point is, is that, you know, uh, what I was doing is it, it validates it, it watermarks it, it doesn't have a virus to download this game, it's this particular file. But when they were talking about actually loading it on to the blockchain, I'm like a miner, I'm going, yay, I want the right to download 400 something gig of crap, you know, you, you know, it, so it costs, I mean, it's not going to be free. You know, this is expensive to put video up and so on. IPFS doesn't work that way. You know, it's a, once you have, you know, the, the memory's cheap as hell now. So I load it up, you know, I'm, I, it's there. It's pinned on what I have. The reason was, is that uh, I could, I know, and you know, and a lot of us in the space, we know that they're, they then those that aren't going to leave us alone, do not want some of this data out there. They do. That's why century of enslavement is age restricted. Are you kidding me? Of course it is. They don't want a high school. Actually, student I don't think century of enslavement high. is. World War One conspiracy is. Why? Well, well, how dare you learn about can. warfare? Right. Oh, you don't want, want children learning about this. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, the Library of Alexandria is on fire, but don't worry, we're building another library over here. I will right. put that link in the sidebar so that people can, at the very least, check it out, bookmark it so that you have it and you know that this data is not just me. So when and if I get taken down, it will still be out there and you will right. still be able to and access it. if you have an IPFS server, you can pin that yourself. It's, uh, it's not that big. It's a couple hundred gigs. It's not, you know, for one copy. It's not that big. Yep. These days, it's not a big yeah, deal. Yeah, Freedom's Phoenix is a lot. It's like seven, 800 gig. I mean, it's been 15 years of all oh my God, you know, and, and, and it's not just my stuff. I mean, you know, it's all the videos that we put up. I got tired of, I remember what it was. It was Century of Enslavement. It was a BBC uh, four-part series and Power of Nightmares where I just thought this was awesome. A couple of years ago, Kanye West, they were giving him crap for supporting Trump. You know, as a black man, you're supporting Trump. And he goes, yeah, you know, if you can't put your phone down, go and watch Century of Enslavement. And I went, what? Oh, my goodness. Well, every time I would put that up and you have a link to it, the links would go away. You know, they kept deleting it, kept deleting it. It was whack-a-mole. I have to change the links all the time. With IPFS, I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. I think you mean Century of the Self? Did you say Century of Enslavement? Oh, yeah, Century yeah. of the Self. Century of Enslavement is mine. <laughs> I don't think Kanye was I know, tweeting no, 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 about I'm me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Century <laughs> of the Self, yeah, the BBC four-part series, yeah. All right. Okay, Derek, you got to go? I can hang yeah. out. You're going to hang out? Cool. I hang a little bit. Yeah, hang out. Yay! Yay. <laughs> it's been such a busy week. I know, we've been busy, busy, busy. But the, the, the love boss has the engine back in, and they're supposed to test drive it today. So, oh, my God, I get out of Derek's hair. But then we come right back. But then we can stay in the bus at the workshop and, you know, get some work done and not, you know, take over his bar, you know. But the uh, but they've been very generous with their, you know, their home and letting us not be homeless. So <laughs> that's good. Thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> Thanks, James. Yeah, thank you.